Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yes, it is a lovely morning, isn't it? Now, more of The Morning Shift. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's 7 o'clock this hour, brought to you by Zero Res, smart, lasting, clean. All right, let's get back to this Atlanta Falcons additions and some familiar faces to their coaching staff with Raheem Morris being the head coach. The Atlanta Falcons have named Jay Rogers as their defensive line coach and Steve Sarnecchia as chief of staff and coaching operations. Additionally, the Falcons will retain Dwayne Ledford, who was the offensive line coach. He'll still keep that role but he's also going to become the run game coordinator. TJ Yates was with receivers. He is now the quarterback's coach and then assistant head coach and uh, and uh, overseeing some of the defense was Jerry Gray. He will be retained senior defensive assistant Dave Huxtable, running backs coach Michael Petrie, and director of coaching operations Sarah Hogan and coaching operations an assistant, this was all running together for me. Coaching operations assistant Donovan Ellison, if that made sense to you. Yeah, those are and those last two, Sarah and, and Donovan, yeah. they're 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 administrative roles in a lot of ways. They they do they they really do everything. Uh I've known Sarah from back from the Dan Quinn era yeah. and she she's, she's a boss, is yeah. what oh, she yeah, is. She is. She's also, for those who don't realize this, the last few years, she's been the DJ at training camp. She has been, and I think people that uh, they they did at one point have a DJ, but she has been the DJ the last few years. So she's multi talented. You know, I didn't even ask her because um, I I walked past her while she was DJing during um, our playing the music selection. We don't need to make it sound like she's no, got she's like, DJing. She's, she's got turning like a turntable tables and stuff. Out there. But I need to ask her if she curated the playlist or if these were player what they voted for, and then she. You know, made the list and I think some in whatever of, order. Well, the, the one day, the Saturday I was up there, it was a, like the throwback day. I, I definitely think um, that she Should got it. Her. It was themed because it was like the '98 team. The, the Jay Rogers thing, defensive line coach, well-respected guy. He previously coached the Chargers. Actually, he was a um, he was one of the, the the guys that got that got bit when Brandon Staley got fired. They fired um, they fired Staley. They fired the GM Tom Telesco, uh, and and Jay Rogers was he was the defensive run game coordinator and 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 line coach. Look, that's a talented group out there on that defense. So he yeah. he knows how to coach guys up. Whether you whatever you think about Brandon Staley uh, and what happened there at the end, and the, it obviously kind of just became a debacle. And I don't necessarily put that on Jay Rogers. I, I can think that's a whole whole a couple people, including mainly Brandon Staley, but. Very respected guy, and and I, there's no reason why I think this D line can't continue to progress. And Raheem's going to be a big part of that as well. And, and he's brought in guys that he, look Raheem and and their and their DC um, Jimmy Lake. Jimmy Lake. Yeah. They're they're gonna they're gonna run what fits these guys, and they already run I think a similar system. So it that's not cause for concern for me. Uh, the good thing is that we kept Jerry Gray. 
who knows knows this, some of these young players in the secondary, like DeMarco Hellams, like Richie, like Clark Phillips, and, of course, A.J. Terrell, who's the guy that you have to make a decision on. But then they're keeping guys that have helped develop, like Michael Petrie helped develop Tyler Algier, and he helped Bajan come along in his first year. So I'm, I'm really okay. I'm fine so far with everything I've seen. I don't know everything about all of these guys, but so far this staff looks like he's putting together a pretty good staff, Tiffany. And then you've got – I haven't seen the – unless I missed it, I haven't seen the linebackers coach. I which haven't was seen that out yet. Just Frank Bush. And yeah. then tight ends coach I haven't seen anything on, um, which was Justin Pill. So so those things are obviously up in the air. And did we see wide receivers? I, I don't remember seeing that one either. I don't remember seeing that one either. But what I, I almost kind of like it, maybe some people will disagree, is the familiarity of the organization already that a lot of these staff members have because some of them are being retained. Raheem Morris coming back. Skarnekia coming back. Um, I don't know. I, I, I like that. Well, I will say for Scar and um, Raheem, they're dealing with a lot of different guys than they did. I can at least familiarity with I'm talking about from the organizational standpoint, not just not players necessarily. Yeah, but, but what this what this organization is about. Organization, yes. Yeah, that's some of the higher ups. You know, one of the things that, that happened when when Terry and Arthur Smith took over is a lot of people left that building. Uh Sarah is someone that stuck around, Sarah Hogan, who we talked about earlier. Scar's coming back. But but a lot of the, you know, the equipment guys have turnover in the lower level anyways, you know. Um, but you look at the the film room and those guys that did the video, those guys are all new, so they're, that part that we'll learn. But, yeah, there are guys that are coming in, and they're also not just getting rid of good coaches just to get rid of them. Dave Huxtable is a coaching legend, and he helped a lot with that defensive line last year, a lot. He'll probably, I'm sure he'll still do that as, as staying on as a defensive assistant. Michael Petrie and TJ Yates were here, and they were a part of some of these younger players coming in. They're going to be around. To me, that I feel like that's important because the team wasn't the team didn't. We developed young players. We were able to bring in guys off the street and 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 adapt into the systems in a lot of positions over the last three years. So you don't. There's no need just to fire guys just to say you're my guy because that's not how, and that's something that coaching. We probably we don't see it. Uh, we don't think about it because we don't go through a lot of coaching changes, but it probably happens more than you think guys being retained. Yeah. No, it does. Um, but I think it is good for some sort of at least continuity within how things run here, even though, you know, you're going to put your own flavor on it. Raheem's going to put his own flavor on it, I'm sure. And run his own systems. That, and run his own systems, too. All right. As for the article we were talking about, who are the players? Who are the uh, the personnel that could end up being on this team, and we were looking at this article on ESPN that has the possibility of Russell Wilson being a free agent signee. You know, that's March. That's, like, not that far around the corner. And no. possibly possibly him being here as a quarterback in Atlanta. And then with that being done, the article also mentions with Michael Rothstein uh, covering the Atlanta side of things, this was a, a all writers staff kind of article they put together on ESPN, uh, and he was saying that the Falcons could take Bo Nix, yeah, with the seventy fourth pick, quarterback out of Oregon. Yeah, it's just a standard projection of some some free agent quarterback movings among other things, and it had basically the Raiders trading for Justin Fields. Yes. Uh, can I say I don't have a, I don't have a problem with this. 
I don't have a problem with this. Do you think Future will? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. I've been. But I, I know what I know. I told you guys when I had the Broncos game, when all that fallout happened and um, uh, I'm forgetting Jarrett Stidham was the starter and uh, Russell Wilson was benched that game. Not bench, but he was still active, but he was not going to be starting that game. And I remember I talked to Russell really, really quick, quickly before the game as he was running off the field. And I just wanted to get his his thoughts on how he was preparing because I knew I wasn't going to get the other answer to the stuff. There's too much. They were going to the Players Association. There's a lot of other things involved there. So I got him on, you know, how's he preparing to be the backup, right? And uh, he said to me, I'm going to prepare the same way I have still acting like I'm the starter the way I've been doing for 200-plus games. And he made to put the 200-plus games in there because he knows his credentials and he knows what he's done (laughs) and what he's proven in the league. I think this will give him maybe, I don't, a chip on his shoulder. You know? Yeah, like he had when he came out of college. You expected to be in Denver. And he said that. These were his words. He expected to be in Denver. He brought his family to Denver. And he even hoped that they would work stuff out, right? I don't know if that's what's going to play out going into this free agency. I'm not optimistic that maybe that does play out. So, great landing spot here. A city your wife's already familiar with. Hey, bestie. You know, why not? <laughs> that's why you want him here. Bring <laughs> but no, but, I th- but Russ can play. Russ has shown well, he can play. And I don't, I don't put him in the ad- category of aging quarterback. Well, here's I a, just I don't. Everybody does because Sean Payton. <laughs> Sean Payton said I don't want him anymore. I don't know where the disconnect was. There is clearly a disconnect between him and Sean Payton. But he still what threw for what twenty six and nine last year. Twenty six touchdowns, nine interceptions. You know what twenty six? They beat the Chiefs. They they started to turn things around. Yeah, but you know what twenty six touchdowns and nine interceptions is in Atlanta last year. It's a playoff appearance. It's yeah. a division title. Yes. So because that the turnovers weren't there. I think you could come in with a system that would able to be able to fit him. Uh, we saw Matthew Stafford have the revival in the, under that system when Sean McVay was running things. Now, yeah, you need a Cooper Cup, but Drake London is a really good receiver in this league. You're not just getting a, a veteran quarterback because there's a difference, right? You've got veteran quarterbacks that have been backups for years. You're getting a veteran that's a starter in this league. Well, you're, yes, and you're also getting him at a extremely discounted. The the article I don't I don't I, I think this is a little on the cheap end, but the article projected it would be a three year thirty six million dollar deal with twenty million guaranteed. Okay, what that tells me is a few things. First, I'm getting a starting quarterback for only about probably ten million to nine million more per year than what a uh, a backup is going to go for these days because backups are going for seven or eight. Uh, you know, a good backup. The second thing I'm getting is a a guy who wait what did I say? I said two things. Oh yeah, it's two, a two yes. year deal. Yes. That's the thing. Yes. That's the thing. It's a two year deal. Twenty million is guaranteed. That'll they'll probably backload it, but you'll be able to get out of it cheaply. It would be a two year deal essentially, and they can even front load that thing honestly because of the money and pay a little bit more this year and still be able to do things in free agency. And you're also what. You're also keeping your draft pick. So if you want to go Dallas Turner, uh, you can do that. There, yeah, you can do that. Or is it Latu, Latua, Latu from UCLA? Yes, you can do that. You can do that. You'll be able to get those guys here. And then for the people that are like, well, draft a quarterback in the future. I don't think I don't know what 
I'm not going to sit here and tell you I know what Bo Nix is or isn't because he's not the quarterback he was at Auburn. He's clearly People made – People can grow. I that's know, what... but that's the thing is he was a, a – you know, just this guy that was celebrated coming out of high school in Alabama, and he went to Auburn, and then it, there was a lot of things that went wrong at, at Auburn when his time there. Not wasn't all his fault. Gets to a good coach, good program. A coach that believe like I talked, I had them three times, and Dan Lanning always believed in Bo Nix and was very vocal about his belief in his quarterback. And yeah. that we we you see how much that has an impact on a player being in the right place at Huge. the right time with the right coach that has a belief in them. You saw that with Jared Goff and uh, Dan Campbell. Uh, it, it does factor into this. I think Bo Nix can be a very good quarterback in the NFL, and I like the idea of having Russell Wilson here and then drafting Nix, as, as Rothstein said in the article, at, with the 74th pick. Because you're getting like, – to get to learn from a guy like that, and they – also in terms of this, the athleticism, kind of a – I mean, I'd say – Kind of a similar skill set. Yeah, and and when you draft a guy there, you don't it doesn't to start, and then that would become, you know, and this is kind of predicting that you move on from Taylor Heineke, which I don't know if you will, or you won't. Uh, I think it's something that you're going to look at this year because he's still under he's he was he signed a two year deal, so that means he wouldn't be the backup going next year. Because and this is a much Ritter's still under his uh, hasn't yeah he's still under, yeah, he's got a, deal. Yeah. and this is the, the other thing is you're now. You're spending all the money on the starter in this way because the, these two guys are going to be much cheaper. And who's to say? I know people maybe don't want to hear this either. Who's to say Ritter doesn't turn things around and make it, you know, compete for the job um, while he's still here? Well, what so. if what if Bo Nix came in and competed for it like Russell did when he came in? Yeah. What if, it, that's anything, the thing. Yeah. There's so many. But what I, what I'm getting at is that sometimes maybe a change in staff, sometimes maybe a change in the coach can have a significant, profound impact on the quarterback. So maybe it leads to some change for Ritter as well. Yeah, Zach Robinson might be the quarterback whisperer. Tiffany, are you saying there's still hope for D. Ritty, the Cincinnati kid? I'm just saying a coaching change can provide a spark for anybody, and sometimes it's just about matching up the right people together at the right time, and people's careers can change. Well, that, sometimes that happens. That leaves you near your tease for the, in the huddle, doesn't it? Does it? Tell me what I'm teasing. Well, <laughs> can a coaching change in Seattle that's now official yes, spark the Seahawks for another playoff run? Boom. And uh, someone that you guys are familiar with is retiring in the league. You've heard his name before around these parts. We'll get to it when we go in the huddle. That's next on the morning shift on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time to huddle up. Bring it in, Cole. Bring it in, 
the latest NFL news, rumors, reports, and happenings with In the Huddle on the Morning Shift. From a healthier weight to more energy, when you switch your dog's food to the farmer's dog, the effects can feel magical. What sorcery is this? None at all. It's just real food made for the health of dogs. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash no magic. People always want to know what I feed my dog. but you know, Tiffany, what do you feed your dog? Nice that people ask me, you know, from time to time. All right. It's well. good old ramen. <laughs> We're going in the huddle, and this report, you guys know this name, Keith Armstrong. This comes from NFL Media. He is currently the Bucks special teams coordinator. He is retiring. Armstrong, 60, has coached in the NFL since 1994, spending the past five seasons in Tampa. He was with the team for the Super Bowl, and Armstrong started his NFL coaching career, though, with the Falcons as the safeties coach in 1994. He held that role for two seasons before being promoted to secondary coach in 1996. Follow, following his first stint with the Falcons, Armstrong spent four seasons with the Bears. He's been with the Dolphins before, and he returned to the Falcons as their special teams coordinator most recently from 2008 to 2018. Yeah, he's one of my favorite people I've ever Great met dude. in an NFL coaching staff. Uh, I've First off, I thought he was older than 60, uh, and I think just because he's been around <laughs> – and he just, he, I'm a, I, I think I've told you guys the story. Mike Smith used to have his golf tournaments. Mm-hmm. And I was, I had, I, I barely played golf in my life. And I played in it. And I, I got to ride around with him. And he was the the coach that we had for the team. And um, Mike Smith would always hit on a par three over the water. And it was like an island hole. And I was like, I, was, I wasn't going to hit. And he's like, Mike Smith was like, Bo, you're not going to hit. And I said, no, no, sir. And he says, son, come over here. And he pulled me around the back of the golf cart and just literally treats me like a player. I mean, he berated me. And, <laughs> and, it, and it was like one of the coolest things in my life because he is going off on me. If the blanket coach tells you, I asked you to hit a ball with him, you hit a you blanket ball with the blanket coach, son. Get over there, Bo. And I was like, yes, sir. And I grabbed my club and I went over there and put one in the water. And I walked back and put my club up. You put it in the water. Oh, I put it right Shame. in the water. Shame. <laughs> well, I love Seahawks that guy. The Seahawks have made it official, announcing the hiring of Mike McDonald as the ninth head coach in franchise history. So they go from having one of the elder statesmen as their head coach and Pete Carroll at 72 to McDonald, who's now one of the youngest, at 30. Actually, he is the youngest. Uh, he spent the past two seasons, as we know, as a defensive coordinator for the Ravens, who had a great year and did not yeah. close it out the way they wanted to, uh, falling to the Chiefs, who are now on the way to the Super Bowl. But Mike McDonald is now the head coach of the Seattle Seahawks. I think he was a grad assistant in UGA uh, at one point in time, but he has basically been a Harbaugh protege. Um, he was... He was with John as like an intern early in his days with Baltimore. He went to – and then he, he went up the ranks, then left to go to gym for a year or two in Michigan and be the D.C. And then he went back to John to be the D.C. And Baltimore was, what, two years there. It took them, to, I think, the first year he was there. They are the third in scoring defense and ninth in total. And then took them to Baltimore. And the next year, this year, he was the top scoring defense in the league. And honestly, why that team was so freaking good was their defense. And 
they, they just couldn't finish the drill. They still held Kansas City to 17. Oh, I think Kansas City might have took their foot off the pedal a little bit in the second half, but still held them to 17. It's a com- – look, they're going from old to completely young, and we're kind of seeing that in the NFL. This is the theme. This is, this is the new wave. Uh, all right, this gave me the giggles last Sunday watching uh, the AFC Championship game was the interaction between Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and – Justin Tucker, the Ravens kicker, where he was warming up, a whole little dispute there, helmet thrown, kickstand kick. <laughs> now, uh, Justin Tucker gave his take on what had happened earlier in the week, saying that he always warms up the same way. He's been doing that it, that way for years, and apparently he was in the way of Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. And so Kelsey was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday, and he explained their side of the pregame warm-up incident so we're warming up and we do our same warm-up every single time on our side of the field for those of you that don't know what happens in pre-games the ravens have their side of the field and the chiefs have our side of the field now specialists because of like the wind factor and yeah, they go to where both you are, sides they get they get a chance to kick at both field goals and kind of punt from both sides of the field but it's always if you're trying to go onto the other team's designated area you kind of stay out of their way you don't interfere with what they have going on that's the unwritten room if you want to be a about it you keep your helmet and your football and your kicking tee (laughs) right where the quarterbacks are warming up and they're dropping eyes are looking left and they got a a helmet down by their feet it's actually kind of dangerous really but like if you're not going to pick that up i'll happily move that for you Justin came out and he said it was more of a joking gesture and kind of a fun competitive. And I get it. I mean, he was kind of winking at me, like being a d- about it, like trying to get under the skin. Me bit. and Pat, we were, we've been having the same mentality for this game all week long, man, that we just weren't in a joking mood. We're not in a joking mood. And I misspoke. That was Travis Kelsey on his New Heights podcast that he does with his brother, Jason Kelsey. Uh, okay. I, I'm hearing what he's saying, but Justin Tucker came out and said the opposite of what uh, Kelsey just said. He said that he thought they were doing it in, in sportsmanship in jest, but then Tucker said, along with saying that, that oh, I think those guys are taking it way more seriously than than, they, than, they, than, than he, he was thought, than he thought. It, he Kelsey had said at some point that in the the whole I watched the interaction with him and his brother in the podcast talking about it. And he goes, look, this is only a problem in one place. It's only been a problem three times, and it was always Baltimore. So uh. Justin Tucker probably plays some mind games. That being said, he, he explained about how, you know, kickers, specialists are a little bit different. They kind of go in their own areas in in other side of the field. But Kelsey, when I watched the video, me and Mike talked about this, uh, I think, other than in the office. We, 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 we saw it differently. Like, it felt like. Kelsey came over to Mahomes and was like, chill out, chill out a little bit. Instead, then you see the other part of the video, the, the first part where he takes the helmet and the football and does it. He, I think that the what happened first was Mahomes kicking the kickstand. Yeah. And then. Well, he moves it another point, too, and throws it in the very end. But he kicked, yes, yes, but he kicked it first. And Kelsey then threw the helmet and threw the kickstand. I think the Ravens, all the talk that they had got out because they talked a lot about how they, how they were going to make Pat Mahomes feel it every time he moved. And I think that irked Kansas City because you, you, Kelsey said we had a mindset and we weren't coming off of it in that game. And you could see Travis Kelsey was 
chattering a lot early in that game. He even got um, the Ravens linebacker. Uh, what's my guy's name? To, Roquan? No, it was the other one. The one that got the personal foul. Um, it, he used to play for the oh. Patriots. He he got him to commit a personal foul late in the first half. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roquan was clearly feeling himself and very out of his – he was unlike him to play so undisciplined with the emotion. They – they they completely got in Baltimore's head, completely got in their head, and it worked. You I, think that was the down the downfall? I think it was. Yeah, I think defensively, it hurt uh, the Ravens it, it, because they they didn't play smart and they they gave extra yardage constantly to them. This hour brought to you by Zero Res Smart Lasting Clean. We have a Dylon version of Mike'd Up coming up on the other side. Dylon? Oh, died up. For us? Died, what is it called? Died up. Now. Uh, yeah, it's died up. We've got to workshop that a little bit. Yeah, well, you didn't come up with Zend up like I did. So, Look, what you got, Dylan? I'll uh, put you on the spot. All right, so we're going to get to what I, I'm, I'm trying to be more creative as a boyfriend. I'm trying to be more creative this Valentine's Day. We'll talk uh, about oh. just exactly what I'm workshopping as far as a Valentine's Day. If I already have one in the bag, that's the one she asked All for. Right. But we got to have a special one. I'm trying to – I'll let you guys know what we'll my ideas are now. We'll try to give you some now. guidance. Yeah. I, Next, we'll guidance. come back on the morning shift on Sports Radio 19 at the game. Good morning. Yeah! Back to more of the morning shift. With Tiffany, Mike, and Bo on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back here on the morning shift, Tiff and Bo holding it down with you. And this hour is brought to you by Zero Res Smart, Lasting, Clean. All right, we do have our Dylan's version of Mic'd Up, which we'll get to in a second. But first, this had me in tears uh, when I was scrolling and I saw it on the, the internet. I saw it on Instagram. So Anthony Edwards, as we know, uh, was very critical of the officials earlier this week after they beat the Thunder and so he has now set a new record. First, let's play uh, his post-game interview when he was asked, how did they get the win? I don't know, and I'm going to take the fine because the refs did not give us no calls tonight. We had to play through every bump, every grab. I don't know. I don't know how we won tonight. Uh, big shout-out to my team. Big shout-out to my coaches for sure. All right, so that was Anthony Edwards on Valley Sports North after the Timberwolves beat the Thunder earlier in the week. Uh, he was very frank. He did not care. He was going to take the fine. Well, now he has set a record this season for criticizing officials. He's fined $40,000 by the NBA, and the NBA said he was disciplined for repeatedly, publicly criticizing the officiating. So they said, day looking this up for me. Um, previously, the heftiest fines were Paul George and Dylan Brooks. They were fined $35,000 for criticizing the officials. Now, Anthony Edwards, $40,000. Yeah, he's got in trouble for telling his truth. He uh, messed around and found out. He told but he it. knew what was going to happen. It's the only, like, <laughs> only in sports leagues in America do you get, well, probably in, in, you know, in like Premier League and stuff too, but you get fined for telling the truth. Why can't you? I... I but, well, because uh, it just – it you you don't – I think it's all about degrading the – the refs are league employees, right? They, they might yes. be subcontracted in our union, but they're, they work under the league. And now you're kind of demeaning the league in some way. So you're bringing attention that they're not good at their job. 
And that brings in this— Undermining the league. Yeah, and it brings in this trust the issue. The integrity of the league. Which people—don't yeah, don't use those big words. Let's just use like I said. But that, from my SAT vocab today. I mean, right? Like, you got to make me feel stupid? I mean, you know, Kennesaw State's a good college, you know. I went um, to Georgia State, okay? Come on. I, I know. Like, I know. We're better than you. No, you're not. Our basketball team's better right now. Whatever. Uh Uh-huh. That's right. Continue your thought. But anyways, but it it, it just, you already, fans already don't trust referees and already think they're out to get their their team, right? So when every call goes against, it's like every announcer talks for the other team in a national game, referees are always making calls for the other team. So you don't want to further that agenda when your players speak out about it. This is true. All right, I think we need to give Dylan the floor because he needs our help, and then we can also get your take on what we're about to discuss in the wake-up call. Uh, this is a Valentine's Day version of of Mike'd up, but Dylan'd up. It's time to rant. Excuse me. It's time to rage. It's time for Mike'd up on the morning shift. That's right. Dylan version of whoa 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 <laughs> okay okay whoa, 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 don't don't, whoa, don't give me whoa. this don't start you with don't this, man. start your segment using someone else's little phrase it's not it, you're that's right Wait, he said all right newsflash oh newsflash Stephanie and I didn't even I didn't say and it's the way you said it too that's right I didn't right. even put the country twang on it first of all I'm from Georgia too so I just automatically have a somewhat of a country. Twang. Look, Dylan, I need not you as to much stay as you, focused, but because you need you. you and that's need right. To I need this. That's right. I need help. See, <laughs> see. <laughs> that time that, it was hey, on that purpose. Sounds like Bo. That's what I'm saying. He's trying to be right. me. Don't be me. Be you. you you're a great <laughs> character. Wait, wait, People wait, don't wait, know wait, that wait, personality. Wait. Don't you? Don't gotta worry about. It's just the fact that that's you, right. The fact that you're trying to claim that's right, like it's not two of the most used words in all of English language. I claim, by the way, too. Well, yeah, you can Dylan, have that Dylan, focus. You're on the clock. You produce this show. You know how much time we have. All right, here we go. I need a little bit of advice when it comes to what I should get my significant other, Simone, for Valentine's Day. And I want to try and get it ordered today because she is out of town, but she also comes back today. So I want to make sure it's all set before she gets back. So, you know, I have to kind of like sneak in, you know, even though I could, but still. Yes, yes. All right. One gift, I already know what I'm going to do. She sent me a pair of shoes she wants. That's fine. Now, I've been thinking about what else I want to do. And I want to put a I want to put a creative, personalized type of touch on it. So I've been thinking, but I think it's kind of lame. I've been thinking about like getting a, 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 a digital, uh, like, you know, the digital uh, photo frames that have, like, the pictures scrolling over. So I could put the pictures of, like, her, her and, like, us together. But I don't know. I feel like it's just not, it just doesn't touch home the way it should. No. That's lame. So I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of of what else I could do. Like what 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 that could be also sentimental, but you know it, it could be something you know not necessarily well, extravagant. But oh my gosh, what? why don't you set up couples photos? Oh, don't that's do a, that. that. That's a good idea. That's, that's a, cute. That's, that's a good idea. A little well, photo shoot celebrating. I am off the hating um, Valentine's Day train. That's good. Oh, not, not are you looking for one? Well, no, I'm not. Um, I like the candy after sales that they have when uh, no one touches them, and then you can <laughs> you can clean out. It's like 50 okay. percent off. I'm just saying. Uh, so I'm I am for now celebrating love, and I think you kids should get her a little, or you get her her own photo. Dylan, shoot. yes. What are her? I don't know. To be sentimental to me, that's I think it's sentimental. Hold on. I said to me, I don't, I don't disagree. I actually think that's not a bad idea. I just, I just really don't. I just hate pictures. 
Um, what are the, her likes? Like something that you that to me the, the sentimental thing is you you take something that she likes right. and you uh, you gift around that or you make that some way tie that into the gift. Right. Well, obviously she's a she's a big sports fan like all of us. She's she is the Eagles fan, Bo. Not me. She is the Eagles fan. We're not going down this road again. We're not. But uh, obviously she's like sports. Um, she's big into uh, just content creation and and, and those sort of things. Um, so yeah. Is there- okay, then do either the photo shoot or she asked for shoes, right? She did. What kind of shoes are these? Uh, there's some sort of Adidas. I have to look at the link she Could sent me again. Could you build her an outfit to complete the shoes? Oh, no. An no, Eagles no, no. thing. I can't, I, can't, I can't go down that road. She, she's already a quest. Like, even for Christmas, she said she doesn't want any more Eagles stuff. So, Eagles is kind of out of the picture because she has plenty of Eagles stuff. That's fine. But could you yeah. build her? I'm not saying get her Eagles jersey. You couldn't build an outfit I for her. I couldn't build an outfit okay. for her. Nah, right. She would probably reject whatever I mean, I, she could return it. You can give her the receipt. That's uh, true. But then it's, it, it kind of takes the steam out of everything. It does. Well, why don't you get her, like, uh, a framed autograph, like Jason Kelsey jersey. I could do that, but get- but I, I I already got her a signed AJ Brown helmet. So who's her favorite Eagle? Her favorite Eagle probably right now is I think still Jalen Hurts, but I don't know. It's kind of been some well, drama around some them. So Jalen Hurts, maybe. But I just I just feel like it's that's kind of an easy. Honestly, way out. if you want to be, you know, creative and sentimental, Tiffany might have nailed it. I hate that pains me I to say she this, it. but the pictures because girl. Simone likes taking pictures, doesn't she? Oh, she loves taking Women pictures. Women love taking pictures. I mean, love pictures. Amy and I will be, we'll just be take. like, we'll go to the, I need, you know, let's Grocery go to Sam's. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, all right, let's take a picture. And, and, <laughs> and it's not a picture. It's normally like three to four takes and we use the best one. Um, but women love pictures. And then you could, you know, and you, you, you could still buy your little screensaver thing and just have the pictures roll through that. That, you know what? That little bundle right there, we might we might have hit it on the head. But, but oh, we I was waiting for your wisdom. Oh well, I was telling Please, you, I was no, throwing. Okay, us. well, I'll, you can always do a spa nail day type package. It's also for a good. Her. It's also a good call. You 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 guys have you got you got the brain rotating. Okay, I think we're cooking say, with gas now. I think I have the best idea. I'm not being biased, but I think that that's a really good idea. If she likes photos, she likes you. Then go celebrate it and commemorate it with some lovely made, photos. You probably you might have a friend that takes pictures, so that maybe actually, we'll break I your do. bank. Oh, we have a we have we have a gallery uh, from the Peanut Gallery here. Oh, this guy named that's in my my text called Mike Johnson says a digital photo frame is a mom gift. <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> thank you for thank you for your your advice, Mike. So I appreciate it's, it. It's funny how Mike's listening now, but I guess he needs to go back and listen to the six a.m. segment. No, yeah, he go need go to listen do to that. the first segment, Mike. He wants what? to come at the people that defended him, right? But Why you know, he hey, it's okay. Need to listen to All right, that. I do have I do have <laughs> I do have one more quick story here that is unrelated from Valentine's Day, but it does have to do with love because I don't know if you all have seen it. Have you all seen the Elmo trauma dumping? That has been going I on. I did not follow up with it, but I saw the headline. Yes. So I'll go ahead and give you a, a thing. So basically, Elmo has an X account, and he basically tweeted out, like, how's everybody doing? Like, you know. Yes. It, and he, he, he did not, whoever runs that Elmo account, Elmo didn't know he was opening up a can of worms because the amount of tweets that were like, Elmo, we're tired. Elmo, we're this. I Elmo, mean, I'm people just well. went in on Elmo just telling Elmo about their problems. Well, it got so crazy to the point where it started obviously trending on X. 
the rest of Sesame Street and the official Sesame Street account had to basically come to, not come to Elmo's defense, but basically, hey, we're glad Elmo checked up on people. Like Bert tweeted, I'm here if you ever need a shoulder to lean on. I'll make us both a warm cup of tea. Tweeting at Elmo. Uh, Snufflepugs said, I love being Snufflepugs because I have huge ears that are made to listen to share your feelings. Grover tweeted. Oscar the Grouch tweeted. Ernie tweeted. And like I said, the official I like the Sesame Street community so coming together. They, they, came they together. come together. Did they get jealous that Elmo was getting all the attention they again? Some of the they came off together, Elmo, right? yeah, to take pressure off of Elmo being trauma dumped. Uh, sounds like envy to me. They're just being jealous. They wanted to get <laughs> they wanted to get some trauma dumped on them. <laughs> well, the NBA even tweeted out the official NBA account said, "Thanks for being a longtime friend, Elmo, and checking on us. Whether you have a minute or an hour, you have some you have time to do something for your mental health." Be good to yourself. Be good to each other. More resources here. And then Check they gave out a link. Love. So it, it all came around as a thing that started off being funny, but it, it actually ended up being a good cause. And, and social media did, you know, there are times when social media does some good things that social media was intended for. Well, I think we have to go, right? Yeah, we but do. I'm going to give an update. I'm four right. hours away from food. And I'm, I, I'm just... Congratulations. I have Such been. a stern hand signal there. Dude. Me, dude. For me? I didn't Did know. Just, by him. I was like, oh, what's going on? Well, I didn't know what he, oh, four I, hours. Doing the Dylan, four? Or whatever your name is. I wasn't hungry until I got in here this morning, and then all okay. of a sudden I knew that the food was closed. Well, you can I, think about what you want to eat during the break, because up next we have the wake-up call. You can call us at 404-726-0929 and tell us maybe your thoughts on Valentine's Day and what Dylan should do for his lady the prestigious, the queen, Simone. We want to hear from you next on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.